The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, there's nowhere else to start but the latest toxic discharges from Montrose um, in advance of the media committee today meeting at 1.30. Some of the responses that uh, were sought uh, have been published. Uh, it shows specific contradictions. The number of barter accounts wasn't one, it was three. The amount of money put through them wasn't 1.2 million, it was 1.6 million. Uh, we're joined by uh, Sean Defoe, Bauer Media's political correspondent, uh, Catherine Murphy, a uh, former leader of the Social Democrats and TD for North Kildare and vice chair of the Public Accounts Committee who are meeting in, in private enclave tomorrow. And Kier Malouli, former Midlands correspondent uh, with RTE. Sean, if I could start with you. Um, the revelations to me uh, uh, detail around the private Renault late, late shows, the setup costs and all three of them and what was involved, the K-Club, the disaster of the toy show musical with losses of perhaps up to three million, which seemed to have been covered up with a second and third barter account payment. But I thought the most damning thing of all was the publication of the letter from D. Forbes to uh, Ryan Turberdy personally, private and confidential, the 21st of July, 2020. And for me personally, this is etched in my mind because on the 24th of July, 2020, I left Dublin, left Virgin, uh, left News Talk and full-time broadcasting. And I, I had 30 gigs in the diary and every one of them was cancelled. And each Friday night, we listened on the Late Late Show, cringy programmes. We're all in this together. Solidarity. But this letter clearly re replies and says, in writing, the, 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 the DG personally guarantees for the next five years you will have no cut in your salary. When hundreds of thousands of people had to resort to 300 euros on the pup payments, it's just a bit much, isn't it? Yeah, look, it's a lot. It's a lot to process in like that language. Or shall not make any request or inquiry from you in relation to a reduction in the agreed fees up to, to 2025, when a lot of people were, were out of their jobs, a lot of people had pay cuts and, and all the rest, as, as you've mentioned. And look, it was as it so happened last night, when all of this started to emerge and the documents filtered through the Taoiseach, the Taunashta, the media minister, the chair of the media committee and a number of members of that committee were all in the same place. They were all at a gig in Farmley last night for the, the women's football team ahead of their World Cup ventures and the sort of jokes that was was doing around among the committee members there was they never thought they would be looking at the FAI as a beacon of stability by comparison to what is going on with RTE and a lot of them filtered out then to look at more than 60 pages of documents that came in. You mentioned that guarantee to Ryan Tuberty and we knew an agreement of sorts had been made with him that there wouldn't be further requests but the, the stark terms and being signed off by the Director General the contract for that tripartite agreement between Renault and RTE and Noel Kelly management was released as well in full showing that, that RT had agreed to literally pay for a mock-up of the Late Late Show uh, stage for these different Renault events to get guests in to pay for catering and for drinks and everything uh, else. Interestingly that agreement actually isn't signed by anyone at RT. It's signed by the other two parties but there's no signature on it. I'm sure questions will be asked about that today but the question the committee members that I was speaking to last night come back to is, is the barter accounts and is who knew what and when because as the Chief Financial Officer Richard Collins told Catherine Murphy, who will be speaking to in a minute, uh, last week he said there was only one barter account. We now know that there were three. And so that poses the question, 
did he mislead the committee willfully about the existence of these committees or did he not know? Uh, and a lot of committee members wondering last night which of those two options was actually worse. So what can we expect today? We have the former CFO, is it Brida O'Keefe, appearing and uh, Moya Doherty appearing. Did the currency have some story about those who did and didn't attend uh, subcommittees of the board, the authority and so on? Um, like, What can we expect today? Yeah, there definitely be questions to her about that. The the story was basically that Moya Doherty didn't attend uh, subcommittee on remuneration meetings for uh, the bones of four years, uh, if I have it right. So she'll definitely be asked about that. I think Bridget O'Keefe is going to be a particularly key witness, given she was the chief financial officer who predated Richard Collins and who would have started these negotiations with RTE. There are obviously going to be questions about how this particular barter account was managed and indeed the other ones, what they were related to, if they were connected to Toy Show, the musical and the sort of financial disaster that that seems to have been for the organisation. So overall, the questions that will need to be asked and will certainly be answered is, how many are there? Does it stop at three barter accounts? What kind of money was used in the Morty saying 1.6 million over the course of 10 years, pointing out in their letter to the committee that that was roughly one one thousandth of Morty's commercial revenues over that time and trying to provide a defence for these this spend that they gave to bring people to the Rugby World Cup by saying, while well, that represented a 111 thousand euro cost to the broadcaster. The uh, advertisers who were represented or who were brought along spent 38 million cumulatively in the previous year with RTE. That seems to be that the, their defence. But look, the drip, drip, drip is what's killing them and what is going to kill them. And more, you would suspect, may come out of this committee. And really seriously, for the first time, a lot of committee members have been on the fence over the last week about whether heads are going to roll. Last night, I spoke to three or four who all said there will be resignations because of these latest yeah, well, that, th- there is there is actually a procedure here. We've had it with D Forbes. First of all, you can ask them to resign. The board could ask them to resign. Uh, and if they fail to resign, you can suspend them. Is there any of that in the air? Well, but uh, we don't know directly. What we know is that the board last night met. The board considered these, these latest findings and obviously the documents were furnished to the committee. There's more meetings going on today. The media minister, Catherine Martin, is going to be briefed by Shuni Rahalig again before this committee starts. So I suspect if any of that is playing out this morning, we'll have the information just before 1.30. We don't know yet whether it's going to go that far because all the board has said is that more information will be given at the committee and all the executive board has said is that context will be added when that committee meeting starts. So you would imagine, I can't imagine any of them being asked to step aside or be suspended in advance of that meeting because, of course, then you run into the, the problem that Alan Dillon was raising last week about D Forbes in that they wouldn't have to appear at that committee this afternoon. So they'll be allowed to go through that process. We'll see what more comes out today. And I suspect if resignations are to be called for by the board, it will be uh, after that meeting. OK, well, you can expect live reports from uh, Sean Defoe, Bauer Media's political correspondent throughout the day as the news emerges. Catherine Murphy, uh, welcome to the programme. You were actually the member of the Public Accounts Committee who asked Richard Collins about uh, um, the number of barter accounts and he clearly said one and he said 1.2 million. Both of those now uh, transpired to be untrue. What's your feeling about that? Do you feel they're economical with the truth? They're barefaced lying or what? 
he had he was the one who brought the bar, the one Bartro account, account under the control of the finance department from the commercial department, and he had the detail of the transactions of that one Bartro account, and he he gave some of those you, you know the issues where you know the the kind of things they spent money on like the rugby world cup, you know K club and other things. Um, I I'm more inclined to believe that he didn't know, which is just as big an issue. Um, and if he didn't know, who did know? Um, I would have well, thought. I, that I would have thought would have Geraldine thought, O'Leary had to know. I would have thought so too. Um, uh, and because it, that's the commercial department, um, and I think that commercial department is where an awful lot of this centres. Um, so, uh, like like everyone else, you know, I feel I feel misled. I feel whoever misled us, I feel quite angry. And I, I you know, and you're you're wondering if you know if 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 th- this ship can be steadied at all, or can they run uh, the the um, uh, RTE? And you've got to separate that out from this is the executive board, the senior management from the broadcasting side. And I suspect that um, whatever anger. I feel and the public feel. I suspect the people that work in RTE feel, you know, a multiple of that. Um, but like, we, and by the way, right Catherine, have the, you have you got all the information? Like, there was quite a long list of it from the PAC last week. Have you got all the imp- uh, information you require? No, we haven't yet. There was thirty-one items requested, and that's one of the things we'll be discussing tomorrow at our meeting. And you can expect that there will be another hearing of the uh, Public Accounts Committee with RTE in the coming week or ten days. Um, and obviously, we will hope to have that information um, be, you know, in full before that uh, before that meeting happens, so that we can digest and, and it Catherine, and we can go into into some considerable detail about some of this. Okay, just. There are now seven investigations in Tarty after the three announced investigations reviews. Call them what you will. Um, how you know, you've been around? You know you, you've you've been involved with tribunals and so on and various exposures over the year. What's the best way, in your experienced opinion, to streamline all of this? Well, I, I think there's, you've got to put it into three categories. There's the past, and we have to get to grips with the past. What happened? I mean, we know there are barter accounts, and we know there are multiples. What were they used for? We need to have that. We need to have that in detail. Um, we, we, we need to get to grips with, uh, you know, and the letter that you, the extraordinary letter that Dee Forbes wrote to, um, to Ryan Tuberty at that particular time when, you know... The, the it was so out of kilter with the national mood, and so Absolutely. out of kilter with the, the kind of oozing from every pore, the kind of sense of solidarity that RTE were emitting, that, you know, this is awful and we've just got to hang together. Uh, and mm. then this? Yeah. And then, like, Dee Forbes had come in to pack on a couple of, a couple of occasions after that and categorically said that there were cuts for all of the, the ten top. And, and essentially, we know now there was a letter from her to Ryan Torberty. Really infuriating. But there's the past, so we've got to get to grips with that. But then the, the present uh, is about, RT will will have to get a grip on itself uh, in terms of the executive aspect of it. And Kevin Backhurst has said that he will reconstitute the executive board. And we don't know what that means. But there will have to be some some quick action to give some sort of sense that the organisation is in control. And then there, there's the future, and that will be the examinations um, that the minister has uh, commenced. And uh, but they are—they're not going to be quick. That will be months away before we see, you know, a return on that. Um, 
you know, on on the time that will be put into those investigations and the reports that will come from that. So there are distinct pieces that have to be looked at. Um, but unless we get to, to grips with what happened in the past, those other two, the present and the future, are compromised. And, you know, the broadcasting side will continue to be compromised by the uh, by the executive board side or the man- senior management side. And, like, one of the other issues that was revealed... Ivan was the the top ten, um, and I noted in that the, the top one hundred, the top one hundred, top one hundred. Yeah, sorry, yes, yes. fifty nine were managers and ten were executives. So look, they, we, 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 there's a sub- substantial number of people there on on good salaries. Yeah, eighty four um, employees and sixteen contractors. The highest being five hundred and fifteen, and the lowest, the hundredth, was one hundred and sixteen eighty five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But you would expect that there would be competence within people that are well-paid uh, people. To, you know, some of the managers may well be on the broadcasting side and they expect they are, but there, you would be expecting that there is, there should be sufficient um, capacity within uh, uh, within RTE with that kind of profile to, to actually deal with this. Um, but can I, I think can the I ask one you thing, one other thing, which is, is the, the toy shop. Yeah, yeah, sorry, really you finished that point. Yeah. Yeah, one thing that's really important is that that RTE are, are executives are being honest with themselves and honest with each other. And I, I just have a big question mark over that. You're saying you don't believe them? Yeah, look, at this is all silos. And certainly there, were, there was... No, no, the no, silos doesn't evade the issue. You either believe someone is telling the truth in front well, of your was, face or you don't. Like a silo isn't like a lack of communication. The, the honesty is, is a central human characteristic. It, 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 it certainly is. And um, I, there were a couple of things last week, including from the commercial director, I didn't believe. So, um, yeah, you don't believe them. Okay, final thing I want to ask you is about the Toy Show musical. Okay, anyone can do a concert, a gig, and it's a failure at the box office. I, I think that's forgivable. But I thought last week when Rory Coveney was asked about it, well, we, we, we don't know the exact figure. It may prejudice with other people, other ongoing negotiation we have. Their modus operandi, when they have a glugger, when they have a, a, a bad story, um, you know, and whether it was the, 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 the training in the, the Croke Park for seven weeks or whether it was too lavish or not. But their, their reflex position, their default position seems to be get a barter account to paper over these cracks, tell nobody about it. Like this only happened in the last 12 months. It did, and in in fact, one of the in in the early months of this year, I had questions that went through Pack Two RT about Toy Show the the musical, where we were trying to elicit some information about it because it was quite uh, heavily advertised at prime time, advertising slots in RTE, and one of the things we wanted to know was you know was that cal- was that used was that counted in in terms of the advertising foregone in terms of the calculation for what it cost, and of course there were a number of shows. That were, and this can happen with live shows that were that were cancelled and there was you know people were quite infuriated that they were told late in the day and had booked hotel rooms and all of the rest of it but um, uh, but we do need to interrogate that we need to know and we need to have an honest response even if it's not a response that you know if it puts you know of, you know executives in or from RT in an uncomfortable position so what we just need to have honesty on this 
All right. Well, we await the deliberations of, of, of your committee and the PAC tomorrow, who are obviously the, the heavy duty artillery and compatibility and forensic accounting. Catherine Murphy, a TD for Kildare North and Social Democrats. Thank you for joining us. Kieran Malouli has been listening to all of this. We spoke to him last week. What aspect of the latest 24 hour revelations do you think is the most interesting, uh, Kieran? Well, uh, good morning, Ivan. I have to say, firstly, I'm not surprised about the presence of two additional barter accounts. Um, when, you know, I listened carefully last week to some of the detail, and I happen to believe I agree with Catherine. I think it's probably uh, most likely that the CFO was not aware of the other two accounts. And I'll tell you why of that, because I listened for details of things like Olympic Games events down through the last number of years, the World Cups. Remember, Ivan? Italian 90. I, I I I remember Italian ninety. Have we lost the line to Kieran? No, I'm with you. Oh, Sorry, good, I'm good. With it's you okay. Again. It's okay. So you're so, making the point about World Cups and Olympics. That's right. I mean, I, I was waiting last week for news of London 2012, uh, Brazil 2014 for the World Cup, uh, Brazil 2016 for the Olympic Games, Russia 2018, and I would say we're going to hear today that these barter accounts are historical. Uh, that they were set up at an earlier stage, perhaps through different divisions. But the key witness for me today is Breed O'Keefe. I think this is the, the witness I've been waiting to hear from. She's by clearly the most experienced member of the executive team who's going to be before these committees in the absence of D Forbes at the moment. She was there for seven years, from September 2012 to March of 2020. She was across the Tuberty uh, deal before she left the organization. And uh, she was the boss. I was in her office, uh, Ivan, on, on, a, on a couple of occasions during that period. And she was a tough cookie to deal with. She was uh, Explaining your expense accounts in Roscommon, were you? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, Ivan. I wish. And I mean, very, very briefly, I was before her with a project for a national broadcasting museum to be based at the site of the old Marconi transmitter down at Lawn. We were coming in with a committee looking for a contribution from RT. We were looking from land for RT. We were turned down. We were flatly sent away. We were told the money wasn't there. They couldn't afford it. So you can imagine the bitterness and the disappointment that is there now among that committee, that that project never went ahead. In fact, the land was sold at the time, uh, uh, Ivan, for less than €300,000. It wouldn't have topped up uh, Ryan Tuberty's uh, wages at a later date. So there's a lot of anger about that as well. But she was known to be a tough operator, a tough cookie, and she was second in command to D Forbes. So we're going to either hear today from her the rationale and the explanations for this reason, or we're going to hear that it was all D Forbes' idea and all D Forbes signing off. One or the other, we've got to hear today. And, and, you know, if you go back far enough into RT, into Bob Collins's era, the CAG was in the building and there was none of this. When do you think it actually changed, like the commercial revenues they've said? The reason for the barter account was, over 10 years, they generated $1.65 billion in commercial revenues and that they needed to gladhand these advertisers, sponsors and, and so on. Yeah, and I think there's. I think the the basis, the 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 origin of this goes back to the Celtic Tiger. I mean, I I know it's I know it's a long time back now, but the reality is the advertising spend went up. The budgets were significant. You couldn't get an ad on radio or television for a, for a period of time. Those involved there, and a, a certain group of people inside an RT, including I might say some of the managers included in that sixty nine managers, effectively of sixty nine managers in that top one hundred list this morning, uh, their salaries went up at the same time. Uh, there were significant increases. This lineup, in terms of additional and top ups, began. 
And I think that's the origin of this situation. I think and that's where the problem started. Finally, uh, the issue of suspensions, resignations, what's your sense of that? Because, you know, uh, I keep coming back, if I want to sack you and I'm your employer, I can sack you, but I've got to pay you two years salary because you'll go to a tribunal and that's the way it works. And therefore, people are incentivised to cling on. Um, and, and if you start firing people all over the place, they will take proceedings against you. What way do you think that will develop? Listen, Ivan, you're long enough around the place more than myself to have spotted a key word in some of the documentation issued by RTE overnight that's coming before the committee today. Litigation has been mentioned in a number of documents. You're going to hear this word this afternoon a number of times why RTE cannot provide information, cannot uh, uh, answer questions because of the, the possibility of litigation. There was a suggestion last week that it's already started. Uh, and that will apply with regard to, to the due process before, for the staff as well. Kevin Backhurst, the incoming director general, has made it clear he's going to reconstitute a board. Now, describe that, uh, explain that one for me, Ivan. I'm sure he's going to explain that in the coming days. But there will be many, many surprises if there are not significant changes in the executive board and indeed significant changes in the board of authority of RTE before this is over. All right, Kieran Malouli, always a pleasure to talk to you. Former RTE correspondent, now community activist uh, in the Midlands. Thank you for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.